Good morning. I'm Brad DeLong, and this, this is my morning coffee. I had known Suzanne Scotchmer for a very, very long time indeed, back before her untimely death. Indeed, I had known her from the very start of the 1980s. Back then, I was an undergraduate at Harvard, trying to figure out what I should do with my life. Back then, there was an entrepreneur, George Howell, who started a coffee shop called The Coffee Connection in a building called The Garage, because it was a converted parking garage. George Howell's Coffee Connection was the very first appearance of espresso of what we might call French-style coffee in Cambridge, Massachusetts. I discovered it. I became immediately and totally addicted to espresso, and Suzanne discovered it as well. She would spend mornings writing in the coffee connection before heading up to her office in Litauer, so I got to know her rather better than most undergraduates got to know members of the Harvard tenure-track faculty back then. For somebody trying to decide who to become, Suzanne was a wonderful role model, if, that is, deciding to become an economist is a wonderful thing. Two things were clear about Suzanne back then. One, she was focused on the important questions. What interesting theory could tell us about how the economy actually worked in those places in which how the economy worked was surprising and interesting, and how theory needed to be developed further in order to shed light on those corners, often very large corners, of the economy in which things were really interesting. Second, she was having a lot of fun. She was playing with ideas. For her, being an economist was not just a job that did not require much digging of ditches, heavy lifting, or cross-checking of columns and figures. For her, it was a job that could clearly, for someone who valued being intellectually alive and stimulated, be a great deal of fun. I found that extraordinarily encouraging. Indeed, it is one of the reasons that I am who I am today. But, and here there is a big but, in this day and age I should not let pass the fact that Suzanne was an icebreaker as a female economist in Harvard's economics department back in those days. In the early and mid-1980s, things were not what they are now. Harvard in the early 1980s was a place where a young female associate professor of government I hasten to say, thankfully, not economics, could be told, come across or your tenure case is toast. Her harasser could then rise to become a vice provost and a weatherhead center director with an awful lot of control over funds and positions, even though his behavior was well known to Harvard Hall and the numbers of whispering women were not at all small. Harvard in the 1980s was a place where senior professors unfortunately in economics, could and would say casually to their younger, untenured colleagues and to their students that they really did not think females had the right kind of brain to do first-class economics. Harvard in the 1980s was a place where your male students who belonged to Pi Eta or to the Porcellian or the Phoenix or others, and other students as well, would write on their teaching evaluations of female professors. Your lectures would be much more interesting if you gave them naked. We should remember that there were such days. Or perhaps we should remember that our days are not that different. I asked Susan Collins, dean of the Ford School at the University of Michigan, who was in the cohort of female assistant professors immediately following Suzanne, 
what I should say about this, what it looked like to those like her on the other side of the hill from the then almost completely oblivious me. She suggested something like, It has always been tough to be an assistant professor at Harvard, and especially back in the 1980s, it was much tougher still to be one of the few females on Harvard's economics faculty. There were no tenured women at all. Suzanne was consistently professional and a much-appreciated resource for the women who came after her. Those of us who do digital economics owe Suzanne Scotchmer a lot as we stand on our shoulders. Those of us who seek a free and equal society are deeply indebted to Suzanne along these other dimensions as well. Thank you. I'm Brad DeLong, and this, this is my morning coffee.